Hello and welcome back to Have You Seen It? I'm Maggie, and in this episode, I am joined by two of my friends who are going to tell me all about a French show that they've watched. Are you ready? Let's go. Before I jump into the conversation with Kyle and Elena, I do want to warn you guys that there are spoilers in this episode. This is a bonus episode, so it doesn't follow the same structure as all of my other episodes. So if you don't want anything to be spoiled, then I suggest go watch the show that we're about to talk about before listening to this episode. But I had so much fun with Kyle and Elena, so let's just jump right in. Elena and Kyle, what's up? Hey, Bonjour. <laughs> thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks. I'm so excited. <laughs> Nervous, but excited. Same. Before I jump into the episode, or before I ask you questions about the episode, I do want to say that Elena created the photo for the podcast. So I know I've said thank you so many times, but I think now is the appropriate time to say thank you again. My pleasure. Because it's, I absolutely love it. And Kyle did the music for the intro, which I gave him like the worst information. He's like, what do you want? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> And he sent me it, and I was like, "That yes, how did you do it? Here is the music note thing with beats and things. Yeah, like, I was like, <laughs> and then it goes like this, and he was like, okay, cool. And I was like, got it. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, I'm just glad you enjoyed it. I, I stressed out over that. Elena <laughs> knows did. I stressed out for like a week. I was like, I don't know what to do. It was, I literally was like, I can't believe he got it in the first one. Because I was expecting some back and forth. Like, that's how usually it goes. And I was like, no, he literally just nailed it on the first try. I wanted to mention it before I forgot because my brain lately is not that good. So I mentioned that the show is from France. But what is the show? Oui. Oui? Uh, So the show, uh, Lupin, it follows the character Hassan Diop. He is an immigrant from Senegal. Him and his father move to France. And then his father gets a job working as a driver for a man named uh, Pellegrini. Blanking on the first name. But anyways. Like the drink? Uh, <laughs> Pellegrino. <laughs> <laughs> it's similar, you know. Close. In same thing, same yeah. thing. Uh, it's the French version of the Italian drink, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think we can agree okay. on that. <laughs> it sounds right. Anyways, so Pellegrini is kind of like the main antagonist of the story. Um, so Asan Diop's father, he is a driver and basically what happens in the first, I think it's in the first couple episodes that it kind of, this story develops, but, um, his father gets framed for stealing, uh, this very fancy, very expensive old necklace, uh, which I believe they said in the story was given to Marie Antoinette, like back when, you know, she was alive my history my history my history knowledge escapes me so i don't remember how long ago she existed but it was definitely a while ago i think it was like the early 1800s i think so yeah um but it's this necklace that's worth like millions of dollars so come to find out it ends up being well that is a son assumes that we eventually will hopefully find out in the second portion of the show uh is that pellegrini framed his father everything kind of points to that anyways so basically we go we take some flashbacks to when Hassan was a child and he's with his father so we kind of get that story there and then eventually we get to the point where that whole storyline develops and his father unfortunately ends up taking his own life in prison um because he does get imprisoned 
because he's obviously falsely accused of stealing this necklace. And so basically from there, the, the story becomes Asan's attempt at getting revenge and getting, uh, basically getting the truth out of Pellegrini to the fact that yes, Pellegrini did frame his father for stealing that, or at least I guess we hope that that's what's going to be. Right. That's the way they're presenting the story to us is that we are on his side and hoping that it's him. We're on Hassan's side and hoping that it's Pellegrini that did set mm -hmm. up his father and his father wasn't actually a thief. Okay, I got you. But um, yeah, so ba basically it, it kind of comes full circle because the Pellegrini family in the first episode puts up that necklace for auction at a museum. And what Hassan does is he eventually steals that necklace. And it's great how they like tell this story of of how he does it because it's based around Arsene Lupin who is quote unquote the gentleman burglar and it's I guess it's a very classic French story um not sure when it dates back to but I'm I feel like it's probably an older story maybe earlier 1900s maybe late 1800s um but yeah so basically Hassan has been reading this book which actually is a book that his father gave to him because Pellegrini's wife let his father take a book from their library and Arsène Lupin was the book. So he's basically using this book as more or less a manual on how to to be a master gentleman thief. So it's it's definitely That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's a very it's really cool. It's a very cool story. I I'm very into it. Yeah, he has like a bunch of tricks and you know like makeup that he does to change his appearance and he is like a master pickpocketer <laughs> so it it's it's really cool to see kind of how he uses that as a guide to get what he wants yeah and it, it really plays into um one of the characters who works for the police department who's a huge fan of the book Arsene Lupin, because I get, well, it is a, a series of books, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, he's a big fan of all those books, and he keeps picking up on all these things that Asan is doing, um, like the jewelry heist. He's like, oh, he's like, he's like, this seems familiar when he's telling his, his fellow police officers. He's like, oh, this seems like something that Lupin did in, in his book, in the story. And so he's like on his trail. Exactly. Yeah. But everyone's like, no, 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 you're an idiot. What are you talking about? It's just a silly book. It's fiction. It's not real. And no one believes him. But this dude, the dude gets it. He's like, yeah. he's like, I know. And we see that in the final episode of the first season. Um, they go to like the shore where there's a, a group of Lupin fans. I think it's part of like part of the book of like the location of where he's from. And they go to the shore and the police officer tails him and finds him there and says Lupin at the end. So that, that's kind of how the season ends, which we kind of jumped around. But um, How many seasons are there? So there's two. So it's a short, limited series. It's this first chapter, and then the second chapter is coming out shortly, I think. Yeah, I think, I want to say it was May yeah. or early June, late May, early June. Yeah, it's, also a, soon. Yeah, it's in the yeah. next couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, and there's five episodes in the first half and then five, I think it's five episodes in the second half as well. Yep. So, but yeah, it's cool. I mean, the other thing too about that police officer, for anyone that listens to this, that watches It's Always Sunny, the, the police officer goes kind of like 
Charlie Day when he's freaking out about that guy Pepe Silvia. <laughs> he does with the red lines. With, with the red lines, he's got like it's when you watch this, you'll see like yeah, he's he's like he has a whiteboard. He has a whiteboard. He has the like the sliding whiteboards like in a classroom. Like he's he's on the trail. Like he's. I think that's everybody's dream of like when they were like, I want to be a police officer just so I can do that. Right. Just, just so I can find. Forget it. everything else. I just want that <laughs> that moment. Right. I want to find Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> yeah. I want the strings and the boards and the people looking at you like this bitch is crazy. Yeah. Like he's figuring out like anagrams and they're like, do some real police work. And he's like, no, I, I've, I've cracked it. And they're like, nah. <laughs> Yeah, like a, excuse me, sir. This is police work. Yeah, <laughs> like a great example is when a son is posing as uh, a, a buyer of the necklace as part of his heist of the necklace. Mm. He his name is Paul Cernin, which is an anagram of Arsène Lupin. I love shit like that. Yeah, and, like, it like all criminal connects. minds and stuff like that, where like they have to like break down all of the. Yeah, games and there's that they play. right, and there's a lot of psychology behind it. Like he gains a lot of people's trusts. Like we're, I mean, we're kind of getting into details of random episodes, but I think it's the fourth, maybe the fifth last episode. He goes to this elderly woman's house, and he's posing as a police officer. He's not a cop, but he tells her that he wants to protect her most expensive items in her house she's like stupid rich and she has all of these jewels and like taxidermied animals and he's like i want to keep all your stuff safe so nobody robs that like your your condo whatever and she just hands him a bag full of jewels and she's like here you go keep my stuff safe yeah and she starts like taking off her rings and her earrings and she's like these are these are the valuables my husband gave me yeah and a big theme throughout this series is race and i i think the first time i watched it i was kind of shocked to see how much race plays into how he's treated especially growing up black and you know at his his dad's working as a like a servant almost for this rich family and you know they don't treat him with respect he was an easy scapegoat for how, why this necklace went missing and um yeah, because his dad was like a poor immigrant from Senegal who yep. was without a wife to help support the family. So yep. it was just him and, and Hassan. Yeah, so he's a single dad trying to make a living. And in one of the episodes, the wife's car breaks down and he sees her and it's like in the pouring rain. And her first reaction is to like lock her door. So there's a lot of like underlying. To a man she knows? Yeah, she. I don't think she recognized him. I think oh. in the rain, she kind of just saw like a black man. So she yeah. locked her doors. So getting back to that scene where he's in this elderly woman's house, you know, she's talking about like, these are blood diamonds. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. Like, he's like, you know, the, the good old days, like playing her up. But she's yeah. literally talking about how white people kind of took advantage of. And I don't know if we can oh. like really talk about race like that on this, but. I totally, I totally missed that. Yeah, when she, she made the comment about, like, about the good diamonds. old days. Oh my god! Yeah, I never he was realized like that. hamming her up because he was like, "Oh, this lady's crazy," but she was talking about how there were missed opportunities that the locals didn't take advantage of, so they came in and took their diamonds and resources. Well, I talk about stuff like that all the time mm-hmm. because it's like we. As Americans, like, we're, we're so focused on America. Yeah. But, like, when we watch shows from other countries, we see stuff like that. And it's, like, 
this happens everywhere Mm -hmm. so it's like one of those things that unfortunately it's a negative connection that we all have but like you watch these shows and you're like wow we're not that different from the rest of the world exactly you know what i mean so like that whole thing with race like whether it's set in france america or anywhere else it's a true story because it happens Mm -hmm. so it's like to me like that's one reason why i love watching foreign shows is because it does show us even in the negative light how similar we are right and i think ultimately that brings us closer together yeah and i think it's a super it's a super common theme especially now yeah in tv and you know movies um but it it, that really jumped out at me as like a common theme because even just kind of going back to like what the story's about so the auctions being held at the louvre um and i've been outside of that so i've never been i want to go so bad we couldn't afford to go in because we were poor but we we were outside um so yeah so the auction's happening at the louvre and it's the daughter of Pellegrini who is auctioning off the necklace. And we we get a flashback of when they were younger and Hassan was at their home and they had a pool and the daughter's there and she's laying out by the pool and she makes a comment like, oh, I didn't know people like you could swim. And he was oh like, yeah, I could swim. She's like, show me. If you show me, you can kiss me. Well, and she, I think she said too, specifically, she's, because she said, she's like, oh, I didn't realize like your people could swim. And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, black, I think she said black people. Yeah. And I'm just what? like, what? I'm like, whoa, yeah. hold the phone. <laughs> so the brazen that some people have. <laughs> right. Blows my mind. And for some reason, like it, I don't know if it's how the actors kind of portrayed it but it just jumped out at me i was like oh my i am so uncomfortable with this interaction because he was supposed to be like 13 at that point and she was 18 she was older so he she asked him to swim to her and she's like i'll give you a kiss so it's like fucked up in two different ways yeah it's like very fucked up so so it's just a common theme throughout this whole thing and kind of not only race but class and how you know a lot of rich people are in positions of power and have the ability to you know silence like poor people and you know as we go out through the series like Kyle said we kind of figure out that Pellegrini framed Hassan's father and during this revelation you know he meets up with a journalist who can't remember her name the journalist oh uh fabian fabian okay so i think he links up with this reporter named fabian and she was on pellegrini's case like for years kind of unraveling his you know shitty ways (laughs) to say the least so she and him so fabian and hassan kind of link up and they find a tape. So Fabian knows that there's a tape out there of Pellegrini having a meeting with these people and talking about gun running and selling them guns, which they in turn used for a terrorist attack on the French embassy. So they have this tape, this VHS tape that they want to put out to the world to let them know that Pellegrini is an awful person. And um, Hassan kind of 
puts on some makeup and dresses himself up as an old man and goes on like the news to show this tape and somehow Pellegrini gets his hands involved and he cuts the VHS so that it show it doesn't show anything incriminating and then you know they make him look like a fool on TV because they're like this doesn't show anything he's just he they cut it so it seemed like he was like the deal's off what year does this take place that he's using a VHS? Well, I think the VHS was from, like, like years, years before, oh, okay. and it was, like, in hiding, and Fabian used Hassan's abilities to kind of maneuver his way into a locked office to get it. Oh, okay, I got you. Which was genius, too. Yeah. That was a great part of the episode, because it's, it's one of his things. He says to her in the car, he's like, have you ever heard of the coward? Like, it's this, like, fantastic move. And she's like, no. So then it cuts to him. He's, like, he's dressed up. He's looking all nerdy with glasses, and he's all timid and scared. And he go- he walks in the front door, and he's, like, looking around all scared. And he-, he basically has Fabian call from her cell phone in the car to the security desk. And she basically says to the security guard, she's like, oh, I, I have, I'm so-and-so, who's some very important person that works at that office. And, and um, she says... Don't, I have this person, he has to drop off this paperwork on my desk, and it's very important paperwork, but he's he's very timid, don't let him leave, make sure he gets up into the space, and and he turns around and looks for the guy, and he obviously sees Hassan, and he's like, oh, is this how he's dressed, and he's like, yep, and so he's like, alright, I'll make sure to, to get him up there, and so he gets up there, and he's able to get the tape. It was genius. Yeah, like, he, he hides in plain sight. Yeah. Through a lot That's of... That's my favorite type of, like... Yeah. What's that movie, Master of Disguise? Yes. So th- I know that's not a good movie, but I love that no, movie. No, it's a great movie. <laughs> turtle, turtle. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle just did the turtle turtle thing without yeah. saying it. So same, same brain. Um, but yeah, it's a lot like Master of Disguise where he just kind of like fits in. Like he, That fascinates it, me. It, yeah, it fascinates me too because he's like in plain sight. He's getting up close and personal with people that he's tricking. But it's like you don't... You, you don't hate him for it you know like you're on his side you want yeah. him to rob a little lady over jewels he's very he's very robin hoodish yeah i was just gonna say yeah stealing from the poor i mean stealing from the rich yeah. to give to the poor exactly yeah. it's like weird to me too because like the, the hiding in plain sight thing like people do that like in real life yeah like the cia has it like there was like a female she created this like face mask that she like sat like two feet from i think it was president reagan and like he knew her before and he had no idea that she was like a man sitting in front of him for like wild several minutes until she like took the face off yeah and he does it in such a brilliant way there's a scene where like they ask he leaves a gem and a note to the daughter like her front desk at her home because she has a front desk at her home and um goals right so um he leaves a note and says like meet me in the park at six no police whatever and they go there and there's obviously police mad police everywhere obviously all undercover and she recognizes him. I mean, he take he he's dressed up as like a Grubhub driver on a bike. It's great, or like a Postmates bicycle. Yeah, delivery something, something dude. of the sort. Yeah, so which is he, another genius move, by the way. Yeah, because he's like in a busy park, and he's like, you know, he's blending. Nobody in. pays attention to those 
yeah people, so. and he's yeah. in like bright orange like bright orange hat bright or- orange backpack bright orange jacket don't look suspicious by being obvious right so he sits and talks with her puts his hand over the microphone and so like they can't understand what he's saying and then he like just leaves on the bike and then they stop all of these food delivery drivers on their bikes and it's none of them are him but it's genius because you're like oh my god it's yeah. so smart because right before he sat down with her too he called in like multiple orders of the same thing and told them it was probably all the same exact location so the all all these people on bikes came rushing in at the same time right as the police were like trying to move in on him it was genius Oh, I actually didn't pick up on that, that he put oh, the yeah. orders in. Yeah, so at the very start of that, he calls, he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, it's like a hamburger with extra onions. Yeah, yeah, Remember well that? Yeah, yeah. And so... Oh, I didn't even pick up on that's, that. That's why all the all the delivery drivers came rushing in at once. That's genius. It was so smart. That's like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Oh, I, we did watch that. We did. It was great, and then it, like... I don't know. I feel like season I kind of forgot after. about it. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it kind of got. Amazing. I think after it got picked up on NBC, it it, it changed a little. a little bit. Yeah, it changed a little because they had to like do with new rules or whatever. But there's a Halloween heist, and Jake oh, yeah. brings in like twenty handmaids. I don't know. I've never watched the show, so I don't know what the people are called. But like with like the white, I mean the black, uh, red robe and like the white hat, and they're like mm. all circling the room so like he can like get what they need to get to like. You know what I mean? It's like they don't know who's who. Yeah. Oh, I think I actually remember that episode. Yeah, we yeah. watched that episode. That's when you were describing that. That's like all I was picturing. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like fit in by standing out in yeah. bright orange. Well, because yeah. most people they think like don't get noticed. They act weird. You know what I mean? Right. It's like don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. suspicious. And it's oh, like, well, suspicious. you trying to not be suspicious is making you suspicious. Right. So it's like act natural. But like, yeah, draw attention to you, because everyone's gonna look at the guy in the bright red orange, like, whatever, and then like yeah. look away and be like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's gonna hide like that. He's real good at like, even when he's in that situation and he's trying not to be awkward, but he's put in an awkward situation because he has to say the right thing. He either says the right thing or is so good at like spinning the situation around that he gets out of having to say exactly what he needs to say. Yeah, like that scene. So part of the storyline is that when Hassan's father killed himself in jail, obviously he was then an orphan because he didn't have his mom and his dad had died. So they sent a cop to his house and the cop was like, where's your mom? And he was like, oh, she's out. And he's like, let's wait for her. And he was like, okay, well, <laughs> she's not coming. So we're going to wait a long time. Yeah. So the cop was like a huge asshole to him as like a newly orphaned child. Like, it's just awful. So he tries to like escape throughout the window, but the cop catches him and the cop is a common character throughout this too, because he led the investigation of the stolen necklace originally and then as you go through the series you realize that he's also the um commissioner yeah we find out he ends up being the commissioner of the police department yeah so he's involved and in one of the scenes Hassan figures out who he is and he gets him he i think he says that there's 
porn on his computer yeah he and he's walks, like you got viruses yeah he like walks into a meeting that the commissioner's having with someone at like their city hall or something and he's like he's like there's something wrong with your computer and the guy's like i don't even work in this building <laughs> and then he just like it's porn yeah <laughs> and the guy's like all right let's walk outside and talk about this <laughs> yeah, yeah he, but he just like, like yells out uh it's porno yeah he like exudes confidence which gets him where he wants to be so he basically you know he's talking to the commissioner and he's like yeah there's he's they're walking the hallway he's like yeah there's porn whatever and then this girl comes up and she was like oh i have a question or whatever and then um she asks because he's he's posing as like an it guy and she's like oh where's michael he's a computer guy and like he's put in this awful situation where he's like uh i'm not michael like she yeah. knows who michael is but it's not son. he's uh he's sick yeah yeah so he goes well i'm here i'm working i'm supposed to be here and then the commissioner asks him for an id and he's like you want to see my id and he plays it off really well and then he abducts the commissioner well hold on real quick because he he actually pulls out id to show him but it's probably such a bad fake id that that's why he got him all riled up to be like why do you need to see id yeah so then he he ends up like kidnapping him it's genius it's so it's so genius he kidnaps him basically he's like oh we have to go down to the basement this is where things are and he basically ties him to a chair and shows him video of his family because he put which like inherently is super wrong because he put video all over that guy's house yeah he bugged his house with like 30 cameras to like be like i'm infiltrating your life you need to tell me the truth basically because he's he's assuming that pellegrini paid him off um to kind of you know yeah frame him don't follow anybody to the basement no <laughs> never i don't never. care if you know them why <laughs> right? why yeah especially if you're the police commissioner you should know better <laughs> yeah like, oh i'm gonna follow this random person i've never met in my life into the basement in of like this a building. dark damp basement yeah like he should think like why why do you need me to go with you right yeah you know what i mean yeah, like, he didn't ask enough questions yeah like you ask all the questions i forget what he said too but and then he, still don't go he said something convincing <laughs> enough i guess yeah like i, I guess maybe i would have probably also gone i don't know well, I think if you're, like, pulled out of a meeting and they're like, you got porn on your computer. I mean, like, that's, like, alarming enough to be like, okay, this is awkward, so I'm just going to try to rectify it. But I would be like, what help am I going to be? I don't know computers. You, yeah, right. You do like, whatever you need to do. You I'll sign password? off on it. I'll give you yeah. write down my password. <laughs> it's password, one, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know why we need to go to the basement. Right. So you can go by yourself. He he kidnaps him, right? And he's playing all this video. He was like, I'm inside your home. I'm watching you. That's crazy. And he uses like like AI to take this guy's face and put it on you know, like make him say things that he didn't actually say. Oh yeah, the deep fake thing. I was just which is like say, a real it's like a real internet thing. Like yeah. deep fake they use that like against which is real terrifying. people. It's they absolutely did it terrifying. During I think the presidential election they were trying to do it. Really? Yeah, but you couldn't tell what was fake and what was real because some of the things that Donald Trump said, you were like, "Excuse me?" And it's like, "No, that's actually real." Well, I think it's really hard to trace those deep fakes too. Yeah. Like, I think that's part of it. Is they're really mm-hmm. hard to be like, is there like yeah. you have to have like a really smart 
like video analyzer to go in and be like frame yeah, by frame they're like oh, i don't think this is real yeah but even then it's like well if they can't tell for sure like ooh. yeah yeah and it yeah because it's like if you have somebody that does a really good like um impersonation of their voice then you right. don't even need it to be like to have it be like an altered video you could just manufacture mm-hmm. the video which is freaky yeah it was it was kind of creepy to watch so he you know he's talking over the intercom in like a fake voice and he's asking at this point i mean like the commissioner doesn't know who hassan is like he knows him but he doesn't know that that's who's kidnapping him at the moment and he keeps him at the city hall building and somehow gets the sim card out of the commissioner's phone and puts it in a van and the van drives to like a a warehouse somewhere so when people realize that the commissioner is missing they trace his phone and it's at a warehouse somewhere but he's really just like two floors below where they were right so he you know he realizes because hassan slips up a little bit he's like oh tell me the truth about my father so then he puts two and two together that hassan is kidnapping him and you know after he lets him go the police commissioner kind of like saves him a little bit like they he obviously knows who he is but he doesn't give him up and it's kind of like an act of you know i'm I'm kind of like i'm sorry i shouldn't have framed your father for something he didn't do yeah yeah and he like lets like he actually kind of pushes his team away like his investigation team away from hassan mm-hmm. being like like no it's not him like like they have like like digital sketches mm-hmm. that look pretty close to hassan and he's like no this isn't him i know this isn't him this is the wrong person yeah so he keeps like trying to push them away but at the same time he's like in cahoots still with pellegrini about Hassan so I think he's trying to let like Pellegrini take care of it but I hope we find out more about that in the second season because I'm not fully I'm not fully convinced that he wants to help Hassan I think he at one point he because he says like oh I was you know I was trying to do my job and blah 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 but I think like we see a glimpse inside of him when he's alone that he kind of regrets what he did framing um his father so i'm i hope in the second season we kind of see more kind of into that relationship and how that transpired yeah because he's in like a tough predicament too because asan's got all this information about like sketchy shit he's done Mm -hmm. which is obviously not good for a police commissioner right but the problem is the police commissioner is also still like in cahoots with pellegrini because i think it's very obvious that Pellegrini's the reason that he's the police commissioner. Yeah. I think they don't really touch on that, but I think it has, I think it, there's a lot to do with Pellegrini as to why he's the commissioner. Heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even the daughter, like when she gets brought into the police station to talk about the scene in the park where they met up and he covered her um, microphone cause they were, they bugged her, they wired her, you know, she was like, you're making me feel like I'm a suspect. And she was like, I could have you lose your job in an hour. So, like, that family owns the police. They own the media. They own, you know, they control a lot of aspects. Yeah, they say that, too, that he owns, like, most of the newspapers or something. Yeah. In pa- I think they're in Paris. Yeah. I think is where they're at. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy. 
What business is he in? Is he just in like the art business or? Actually, I don't know. Is it just like old money rich? I think it's just old money rich because. Um... Well, I don't know. Because the, the way it sounds, it's like he, he's always talking about like his business and he's like. I don't know. I They don't touch on it. They don't touch on well, it. Well, maybe I don't... we'll learn more about it because in the trailer for the second season, we kind of get a glimpse. So. Spoiler. We spoiled this, this entire thing. This whole thing is a spoil. That's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of... I feel like it's hard to talk. They will be warned. Do not worry. Okay. All right. Because well, we just ruined this that This is a bonus episode, thing. so... Even if it's spoiled, I think it's still worth I still watching. Wa- I, was, I was gonna say, I still want to watch this show. Yeah. Just to... I mean, just to watch the... I mean, the characters are all great, and they all do a great job in their roles, and I think it's... Even if you get it spoiled, it's still a great show. Yeah. We did not touch on the characters I was gonna say, all, I feel but... like there's a lot of things that... Even though you've talked about a lot of things, there's also a lot of things that you have... Like, there's holes that I'm like, okay, I need to know, like... Oh, we'll, we'll get you know into what I it. Mean? I'm, I'm, we'll get right into it. Don't <laughs> or, worry. Or we can leave leave the holes so that people actually watch it. No, people don't want the holes. They want to hear it all. Don't um, tell me that. My whole podcast is based on holes. <laughs> no, all right, people people don't want to hear the holes. it all. Okay. So, what is this, a Shia LaBeouf movie? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> hey, don't hate on nerds. Holes. That's a great movie. Hey, I'm not hating on it. That's a. It's an underrated movie. <laughs> Um, so in the last episode, we so they're at the shore where Lupin grew up or whatever, and um, Asan brings his son because he gets him into um, Lupin the same way that his father got him. He got him the books for his birthday. So he brings his son to the shore, and he's dressed up like a gentleman burglar. And um, one of Pellegrini's, like, hitmen, per se, follows them and kidnaps the son's son which was tragic because i was not expecting that at the end i was just gonna ask you if there was like a huge cliffhanger yes yes huge so we just rewatched it last night we finished it last night and i hadn't seen the trailer for the second season and you kind of get a glimpse like i had no idea where it was gonna go but you see another house that um Pellegrini's guy. I don't think he has a name, but bad guy number yeah, one. Bad guy one. Um, <laughs> he takes Hassan's son, and he's using him kind of as bait. So you do you are left off on a huge cliffhanger, which makes me excited to watch the the second season because I don't know how it's gonna end. Which, if you think about it, it's actually hilarious how they created a cliffhanger because leading up to the cliffhanger they're walking on a cliff (laughs) and then they end up on a beach between these two like mountainous cliffs it was a foreshadowing at its best it's that's they're just like i didn't pick up this is where the cliffhanger is because cliffs you're observant i did not not pick up on that (laughs) but you're very right i didn't i only just thought about that right now to be honest with you it just clicked in my brain yeah so cliffhanger galore that yeah i knew there was gonna be a cliffhanger but wasn't expecting his kid to be kidnapped. Yeah, and it it's kind of wild because his kid obviously has no idea. Like, he's kind of in a relationship, but not really. Like, he has, like, a, a sweetheart, like a high school sweetheart that he loves, and they had a kid together, but they're not, like, fully together. Yeah, because he fucks up all the time. Yeah, and, like, he's super secretive, obviously, for what he does. Like, he doesn't tell anybody. He's kind of like a lone soldier, in a sense. So... 
um, you know, the poor kid has no idea why he's being kidnapped or who's kidnapped. Obviously, like, nobody knows why they're being kidnapped, but you know what I mean? Hopefully you don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, how old is his son? Um, I think he's 14. Oh, man. I don't, yeah, I don't remember if they say, but I would say but he's probably I about think it 14. was his 14th birthday, maybe 15th. You may be right. Because I think that's how old Hassan was when he um, got the books. I thought you were going to say how old he was when he had the kid. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so... Um, Are these books real? Do you know if like this is like a real series? Like yeah. Sherlock they, Holmes? Um, yeah, I'm... Let me look. I'm pretty sure they are. I think they are. Yeah, 1905 by French writer Maurice Leblanc. Oh, and that's what it is, too. Because the police officer who unravels the fact that he's copying Lupin, he gets notification on his phone. Remember when he wakes up when he's sleeping at his desk? He gets a, it's like the anniversary, it's like Maurice, what was oh, it? Oh, is it? Maurice it, LeBlanc. It's yeah, it's yeah. like his, it says his anniversary or his birthday or something oh, on his that, phone. That's where they and go. That's, it's not that's where they go. Child. They go to where where uh maurice leblanc is from i think yeah that's that's it my bad i believe that's what they go to rouen normandy which makes sense because Normandy's a beach and they end up on the beach very famous beach yes um i didn't okay so i kind of screwed that up don't worry about it but yeah so there's kind of there are there are a lot of like foreshadowing things happening i kind of want to get the books i know i'd be interested to read them I think they're all like short-ish stories like based on like that's perfect for me the visual size it looked like maybe like 150 to 200 pages yeah it wasn't a big book yeah that's perfect for me short and sweet yeah but there's a whole series i think that like it's kind of like the french sherlock holmes yeah essentially and he you know spoiler for the book i guess but (laughs) 1905 i don't know you have plenty of time yeah but um (laughs) i think it's been long enough yeah so at the end they don't know like he like lupon gets away with everything because uh a son and his son talk about it they go he he's like oh you know he we never know what happens to him because he got away with it and then the mom who's like has her head screwed on tight is like you never get away with anything like you know oh that's gonna be foreshadowing isn't it Mm -hmm. yeah so the yeah a lot of foreshadowing i kind of love stuff like that though i do too because it makes me excited because i'm trying to figure out and actually when we we (laughs) rewatched, i just struggled so hard when we (laughs) rewatched the season um i picked up on so many things that i missed before then I'm like, oh, well, that's foreshadowing for next season because you don't know what yeah. like, what's to come. But. It's like the shows where it's like they, they draw your attention to the center of the screen, mm-hmm. but you're supposed to be looking at the edges. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like you miss so much because you're focused on what they want you to focus on. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have to watch it a couple of times so you stop looking at what they're making you look at so then you see everything else. Yeah. And like shows like that. I absolutely love. Yeah, so highly recommend. Yeah, definitely gotta. If you guys had to pick one thing that was like your favorite part about the whole show, like a scene, a character, a so, line, what would it be? I really like Asan's character arc. Like, I think his storyline is so good. 
and he has there's a great build up um to his story and kind of his vengeance and it my favorite part is um getting an inside look at like who he is as a person because he puts on this facade he's literally a master of disguise but like you see behind the scenes kind of like he's a soft person like he wants he just misses his father he wants justice for his father and he befriends the reporter and she kind of come becomes like a mother figure to him like he refers to her for a lot of things and um he kind of pushes her to get back into journalism so you see who he is despite him not showing anyone else in the world who he is yeah i i have to i think i have to agree because it's it's that like story of a person who is orphaned but his parents or parent die in a tragic way like the another main story like that that comes to mind is batman i was just thinking that like that's a that's just like a classic like i feel like that's one of those those arcs that happens yeah so Mm -hmm. frequently in storytelling but the way that they do it is so well written like it's just a great storyline and the fact that they that they use lupin as like a main theme but also not necessarily a main theme but then right back into it as a main theme like it's it's a it's a cool like we're gonna use this story arc but also throw in this story arc and it's cool that they took something that existed that people enjoyed and that people still like go celebrate yeah like in france like like they'll still go celebrate like i think it's cool that they took that and then combined it with another important well-used story arc and made it into one unique interesting just super enjoyable series i think it's great yeah and this sounds kind of corny but they almost like dance right like they they dance with the the storyline of being um you know in your face like this is what he's doing and then they're like but this is who he is so it's like a lot of like back and forth it's like a mask yeah so it is it's super interesting it really like sucks you in to figure him out and they help you do that and i love that like dialogue like internal dialogue of like who is he but like what is he you know he's just like he's just this like crazy human who can do all of these like crazy thefts and but like for a good reason like you were just rooting for him the whole time he's multi-dimensional he's not one thing he's a lot of different things he's a father he's a son he's you know a master um master what was the movie now i can't think of it master of disguise master of disguise Mm -hmm. and he's a gentleman thief like he he really like you see parts of his you know early years with his high school sweetheart and he he teaches her he's like i'm a gentleman like i no boundaries like he was brought up really well and you know like you see that throughout like he, he yeah he steals but He's also like a good person. <laughs> He's respectful. Mm-hmm. I I really wish I wish I could pickpocket people. I know this probably like, not a good thing to say, but you see like in movies like where they teach people how to pickpocket. Yeah. And I'm like I wish I could do that. I mean I wouldn't like want it. I'd like go back and give them whatever I took from them. But like just I like, just walk past someone, put your hand in their pocket, and they have no idea. 
steal from the it's like rich. aha i got 10 bucks <laughs> yeah and it's like i'm so sorry you dropped this 10 dollars. yeah you know what i mean like obviously i wouldn't be like i stole this from you but yeah that pickpocketing is something that it's like i wish i could do and it's a huge thing in europe like when i <laughs> when i went to barcelona it's like the pickpocketing capital of the world literally and i could not believe we were in the metro and we're walking up the stairs I just see like people getting pickpocketed left and right and like we warned people walking towards us we're like be careful those guys that we just walked by are pickpocketing people like keep your shit together when we were there um our tour guide was like you're gonna keep your backpacks in front of you Mm -hmm. and we're gonna stay together and you are not gonna stop and talk to anybody yeah we're like okay and she was like i'm being serious and she's like, when you go on these trains, you will see people are holding their purses, their bags, everything in front of them. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything in their back pockets. She's like, that's very American. Yeah. You don't do that here. She's like, don't leave your backpack on, on the back of you unless you're up against a wall. And even then, don't do it. And we were like, okay, <laughs> let's go see Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, when I, went to, <laughs> when I went to Madrid in high school, it was like a class trip, like a senior trip. But there were some people that were like sophomores and juniors that went, this poor girl had all of her money, all of her euros in one pocket, and they stole it on the first day. She had no money. They asked, the teachers asked if we could pay for her throughout the week and that she would like reimburse us. I don't think she ever did, but I mean, that sucks. Like the first day we went under a tunnel and when we got out of the tunnel, like she had like a thousand euros stolen from her. God. That's like there were, when we were in Florence. That happened to my cousin, on the the bus, and that was our like first like re- well, Barcelona was our first stop, but that was like our yeah. second stop. So we had six like five and a half weeks left to go, and we were like, oh no, oh, brutal. Yeah. Okay, so those are your likes. If there was one thing you disliked or hated about the show, and if it if there is none, then you can say there's none. But it, what was one thing that was like ugh? Like for me, I always think like the acting, like when it's bad acting, that stands out really bad to me. So I'm always like, oh, come on. Don't ruin this show with the acting. I think the one thing that I disliked, it wasn't the acting or anything, but um, I really can't stand Pellegrini's daughter. Because I, I honestly think she's just one of those people that, like, obviously she grew up with a silver spoon in her hand or her mouth. And she took advantage of Hassan and... You know, maybe it's just being a product of her environment, but I cannot stand her character and like what she stands for. Cause she, I mean, they're all fairly racist and, but for some reason, her character, she's also a sexual predator. So yeah, that too, <laughs> not to mention she's a sexual predator. Um, but, um, yeah, so her character is one of the ones that like really irk me. She's a great actress. I was just going to say, that's a compliment to, like, the actress. Like, that's how I look at it. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know if that answered your question. It but... does. It That is perfect. Okay. Yeah. So, she, she's a great actress. Um, but the character, like... But the character is awful. She's not a good human. What about you, Kyle? You got to have that, though. You got to have that, like... Yeah. You have to have, like, the main antagonist, and then you have to have, like, side antagonists that... Yeah. Just really throw wrenches into things. Um... I don't know. I think the thing that upsets me the most is that it's a limited series and there's only 10 episodes. Yeah. It's that good. It's that good. Is that it? The second season is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
hopefully they end it with like peace you know what i mean like yeah or they end it with like hey we're gonna actually make more because everyone loved this but i think so uh, that's best case yeah i don't have a problem with limited series if we go into it knowing it's a limited series if they're like it's only gonna be two seasons that's it enjoy it while it happens but they need to end it properly (laughs) i was gonna say limited series are good when it's wrapped up in a bow yeah so that's a that that's a discussion kyle and i i have a lot about wrapping tv shows up in a bow for instance sopranos we greatly differ on that tony soprano did not die at the end <laughs> and that's all i'm gonna say no so I, we we <laughs> that's have a horrible di- ending though no it's okay so uh, we don't this have is, to get this into is, the sopranos. this is a different, a different different show opportunity that's a different but... episode <laughs> literally it's a different podcast opportunity <laughs> like diving into the ending of Sopranos. (laughs) See, I grew up Italian, right? I never watched The Sopranos as a kid or like while I was on TV, anything until quarantine. We just like plowed through The Sopranos and I could not believe that was how it ended. I was like, I've never watched it, but I know it's just like. See, like I had never known. I never knew the um the ending but like people who haven't seen the series knows how it ends because it's like a famous ending it's been long enough that's yeah. not a spoil don't get mad at us no. <laughs> we so spoiled like, this whole show get mad at us for that don't yeah. get mad at us for surprise. <laughs> give you specifics about this show um but you know w- wrapping things up in a bow is needed sometimes but another times they need to ha- let you have that creative you know conclusion in your own head i mean i i get real angry when limited series don't wrap up in a boat because it's mm-hmm. like you knew this was all you had right in shows where it's like and I, like especially with netflix shows they put so much into that first season because they're hoping for like more mm-hmm. that like they don't know if they're gonna get more so they have to leave it on like a cliffhanger so that fans are like we want another season but like you're not guaranteed to get that second season right that i i, I it frustrates me but I understand it more than like if they're like, here, we're giving you a limited series, two seasons, 10 episodes. It's like with like Game of Thrones and we won't get into this, but the way that that show ended, they were offered, I think like how many episodes was like seven or eight episodes was the final season. Mm -hmm. They were offered an additional season plus 13 episodes for that final season. And those two pieces of shit said, no, 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 we can wrap it up in seven. Uh, no, 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 you fucking couldn't. Nope. It was a disc- like absolute disgrace. You want to talk about falling off a cliff. I never even watched that show and everyone everyone I know that watched it said there's so many character arcs that never got finished and it so many so, so many things that got wasted. left untied. It's That's it's a whole crazy. other podcast as well. Yeah, we yeah, we should start start one on that. And the Sopranos. I haven't watched Maggie, The Sopranos. Maggie, you need to watch The Sopranos and then we're going to start a podcast about The Sopranos because it's what the fuck was that will be what it's called yeah exactly we talk about endings of shows or we'll call it where's the cabagool (laughs) the cabagool but game of thrones was so disappointing because it was a fantastic show it was so well done they could have handed it over to people yeah like and they didn't they were like oh we're gonna go do star wars well then fuck off and do star wars and let people who care about the show finish the show yeah because there's so many characters that did not get what they deserved and oh, we could talk for another hour about it. I know. Okay, let's bring it back to the show because okay. I have two more questions for you. All right. 
we talked a little bit like how like the the race and stuff like that but was there anything else that when you watched that show stood out to you where you were like either like wow that's way different than we do it here in the united states or like wow i'm surprised it's the same oh that's a good do you know question. what i mean i think one of the big things i was thinking about when we watched that last episode last night and i don't, I don't even know why it, it came to me but they were riding on a train and that's that's like super common in europe to just like travel different places by train it's not something that i mean we do it in america but there's not really like a transnational at least not that i'm aware of it doesn't go all the way out west yeah there's like the amtrak and you can go to maine in like five hours or you can drive there in two yeah it's more subway especially here on the east coast it's more subway yeah Mm -hmm. and i think they're adding more trains but it's definitely not like a common like I agree like if you were to go to a different state which is kind of like the same as them going to a different country you're not going to take a train right. I mean you're going to drive or you're going to fly just because it's easier that way yeah that's a good point I actually didn't think of that because I mean our trains are more commute to work or commute to a destination it's not like you're commuting to travel or vacation or holiday um, but so that's a really good point I actually didn't think about that that is a good point it's tough though they don't i feel like they don't really get into a lot of i guess like cultural differences yeah it's very it's very focused in on the storyline i guess right so you kind of have to pick up on a subtle hint of like oh yeah they take the train and like that's but that's also like a normal thing like not necessarily something that they're like oh we're french and we're proud of this so we're just gonna like right force it in your face in the show like that's just something that's normal for them it's and everyone probably, in europe yeah it's probably more common to for people in europe and in different countries than it is for americans like we don't we think of it as unique but to people in europe or any other country right. it's common because um we don't have the same transit system i will say traveling we took trains mostly when we were in Europe. 10 out of 10 recommend. Yeah. Oh my God. Your ass hurts after a while, but mm-hmm. it's so much more relaxing than having to like go to the airport and like wait to go through security. Like the only place we had to go through security, I think, was when we were going into Belgium. Mm-hmm. But like 10 out of 10 recommend yeah. traveling through the train. And it, it's, it sucks because we don't even really have that option. Like no. we, yeah, like, like you said, we could go to like, new york from boston through train we have we'd have to drive to like bridgeport and then take the train from bridgeport into new york city no you can take um from north station yeah you can Can you is there a train now that has there always been a train that goes from yeah i know i was in high school we had to go to washington dc and me and my mom took uh the train because she couldn't fly Mm -hmm. see we we've when i've always gone to like new york city we've always driven to bridgeport first Maybe because Connecticut takes about seven days to get through. And they were like, let's just cut half of that (laughs) out right now. I guess it's a good point. Yeah. I mean, that just goes to show you, though, like how uncommon it is for us to, like, we don't even know, but it's It's probably common knowledge for people to drive, I think, especially regionally. Mm -hmm, For sure. But yeah, Um, I don't don't know if there's really anything else. I'm really trying to rack my brain. Um, It's just kind of like one of those things, like, for me, like, when I I guess because I'm kind of watching shows like not necessarily looking for differences and similarities but like being aware that there probably will be so Mm -hmm. like for me like one thing that always like surprises me is like military salutes right Mm -hmm. like i didn't know there were so many different ways that people could salute you know what i mean like palm down palm out like 
it's just like so that stuff to me i'm like oh that's the same like oh that's different so it's like it's not necessarily like i think when there's no differences noticeable it's kind of like well it's a lot of things are the same because you're not going to recognize something that is the same unless it's like yeah you're expecting it to be different you know what i mean like driving on the right side of the street versus the left side of the street Mm -hmm. stuff like that i don't even think they really show that much driving to the point where you're like oh hey they drive on the they drive on the right side oh you're right yeah yeah i'm trying to think um i guess for me there's not there wasn't any noticeable differences um that stood out to me but did you recognize any of the actors from any shows that you've watched before so i've seen um trailers of omar sai and other things but i've never actually seen him I've never actually watched anything. Like, I recognized him um, when I saw him. He's probably scrolling through Netflix. Yeah. Fun fact, he does the French voice of Barry in Jurassic World. Oh. I don't know who Barry is in that movie, but that's what it says. I just looked online. I feel like there. I, I was looking him up else. on IMDb and there was something else he was in that was... He's great, though. He's a fantastic actor. He's, um, he's incredible. Actor. Yeah, I think he does the French dubbing in Soul, the movie Soul that just came out. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Great movie, by the way. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, that's but get, fantastic. Get some movie. tissues, but great movie. Yeah, yeah like. Oh, he does the dubbing of a lot of the Angry Birds movie, X Men. Wow, okay, sorry. I can yeah. be here all day. He, wow. He's a great, a great actor. Um, But he, I think he's the only one that I really recognized from yeah. probably scrolling Netflix. Looking at the names from the show, I don't I don't recognize any of the names, but I'm also really bad at names, so. Did you recognize anybody, Kyle, other than uh, Omar? No, I think... I think the actress that plays Pellegrini's wife, uh, Nicole Garcia, she looks familiar. But I don't know. I think we'll have to look and see. Yeah, I don't recognize her from anything. I don't recognize any these are all in French so I I don't recognize any of these. I think another thing too just to add to the the race topic. I know we were talking about it earlier but um I think it's interesting too that there really is a lot of instances. Like obviously the ones that we discussed and then there's also the one where like right in the very first episode when he poses as a incredibly wealthy like owner of a company who's worth like 576 million dollars he buys he he goes to the auction to buy the necklace and wins the bid to buy the necklace and the auctioneer says oh i didn't expect someone like you to buy the necklace and he goes what do you mean someone like me and it really catches him he it catches him off guard and he the guy the auctioneer doesn't know what to say because he i think the auctioneer realizes he's like oh I'm being racist. Yeah. It's like those little lines. What do they call it? Um, microaggressions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. low. And it, you know what? Now that we're talking about it, that might be something that I noticed as a similarity between, you know, Americans and Fr- the French. Like, racism isn't just in America. It's not just in Europe. No. It's worldwide. Yeah. And I think that might have been, now that we're talking about it, I think that's kind of a revelation that I'm having is that, like, I noticed the race thing right away and I was and I think it's because it's so prevalent here that we're 
we're so used to talking about it and yeah. having it's, it's it's in the news constantly. So I think that that's actually a a a theme that I saw that was kind of like consistent with and, Americans. Yeah. And it's ageless as they portray it, it's ageless there as it is here because mm-hmm. when he when he goes, he gets ends up getting um uh Pellegrini's wife when he's a kid, he ends up getting mysterious money from a mysterious donor that allows him to go to like a fancy private school and there's kids there that are like oh who's the new kid he doesn't belong here and such and such and and i think i you know really sitting here and thinking about how many opportunities they took to talk about race being an issue and thinking about the fact that like the creator of the series is a white person mm-hmm. and i think that that's a fantastic thing that someone is saying you know hey even in france we have a race issue that yeah. we need to bring to light yeah and show to people like it's happening and it's not right yeah and i think that that's great that you know i know a lot of stuff we get in america we get a lot of pieces like yeah, it's whitewashed it's mm-hmm. that and we get pieces that really do take an in-depth look but it's all through the eyes of um a black creator yeah. like uh jordan peele right that's his name yeah. i feel like he's done some things that really point out like racism in america but i it's 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 great to see that that someone who created a series who's white is saying hey this is a problem yeah in lupon like i think there's they're not angry like they're not it and i think that's a, a difference in how racism is portrayed here versus other places like it's like you said they're microaggressions so they're like one-off lines where you're like oh that's kind of rude like you shouldn't say stuff like that versus like blatant racism so it's not like as in your face if you're not looking for it they'll lock the door because a black man walked up to the car like like, that's a microaggression that's not great but it's also not them shouting horrible slurs at people as it's we showing like to racism do in... in the real world. It's not mm-hmm. always angry. Yeah. yeah. It's sometimes subtle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like you said, that guy that's like, oh, I didn't think someone like you would buy it. Maybe you don't even rec- realize you're doing it. Yeah. Until like you see the look on their face and you're like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they were trying to convey there. Because then he was like, oh, someone your age. Like someone young. And he was like, okay, bud. Yeah, we all, we all know what you meant. Yeah. So I usually finish up with like words and phrases, but you guys listened to it and dubbed. Yes, we so did. So I'm guessing you guys didn't pick up any French unless you have like some weird supersonic hearing that you can hear the audio underneath the English dubbing. I don't know. I don't know if there was ever any like, I think there were a couple French words that like snuck in because they're conjugates, which okay, is basically gotcha. like a word that sounds French, yeah, or I'm sorry, it sounds English, but it's French. Yeah. Loan so words if, or whatever. Yeah, so if I said of like that word in French to you, you would know what it means in English, right? Like, Do you guys speak uh, French? Like, Did... auto, automobile, like that's. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure that's a French hey, word. Hey, guess what? That's a French word, and I'm taking it. Yeah, like <laughs> je, je comprends un peu de français, mais pas beaucoup. I have no idea what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I just said uh, I understand it well. I guess I should say, je comprends un peu de français, mais pas beaucoup. That's, I understand a bit of French, but not much. I was much. just going to say, I figured that one out. Comprendre. 
So comprend is comprehend. Comprehend. Yeah. So that's yeah. like close yeah. to English. or understand. So there's there's words like that, but I don't know if there was really any. I think, I think maybe they said like pardon, like pardon yeah. me. Yeah. I mean that's that's a. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. That's one of my favorite French words. I'm not gonna lie. They pardon? had some like written words that they had like in French, but they put a subtitle at the bottom. Yeah. So. Did you guys take French in school at all? I did. I took Spanish. I took Spanish. I took French. So I was able to take French for two years in middle school. And then I took French for three years in high school. I got nowhere with it because my teacher was not really that good of a teacher. But I learned a little bit. It's yeah, amazing that's... how language like, can escape your brain. I took Spanish for... You don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. So I, I took Spanish all throughout middle school. I was in honors Spanish five, writing essays in Spanish. Same. Cannot speak a sentence. I've in taken Spanish. Spanish since kindergarten. Really? However, from kindergarten to eighth grade, it was the same thing. Yeah. Numbers, alphabets, basic animals, basic clothing, days of the week, months. That was it. Every yeah. year, repeated over and over and over again. So I know how to say dog. I know how to say cat. <laughs> and I can count Gato. up to a hundred. Past 100 is a little shaky. That's pretty impressive, though. I can probably count to, like, I should 20. be fluid, Elena. Yeah. yeah the fact should. that, <laughs> the, like, the fact that they repeated the same thing, like, until 8th grade, basically. Because from 5th and 6th grade, they split the years in half Spanish and French. So all I remember in French is, like, un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq. Mm -hmm. That's it. And then it was like, well, I'm obviously going to stick with Spanish because that's easier. That's the Yeah, French is incredibly to hard to learn. Yeah. And then in high school, it was like, okay, like I can write, like you said, I can write you a paper. I can read perfectly fine. I can read a whole book in Spanish. No problem. Mm -hmm. Took it in college. I have a minor in Spanish. I took an entire class where we could only speak. And I got out of it by telling him I had a throat infection. <laughs> and he asked me yes or no questions. And all I had to do was nod. That's amazing. Because I have zero confidence speaking it. Because they didn't teach us how to speak it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, that's a huge difference. I feel way more confident reading Spanish yeah. or he listening. Hearing it. I can understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if I'm in, like, pa in passing of someone speaking Spanish, there's like a 76% chance I could understand what they're saying. Yeah. If they're not like in a different dialect than what Rightfully I know. Out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like it, it's incredible how language can like especially in like your formative years as teenagers like you're you're taking spanish or yeah. french five days a week for eight hours like you're in school for eight hours and you're doing homework you write essays yeah. in a different language and then it's like you don't use it it's gone. if it were up to me if i betty devossed it and became the secretary of education <laughs> child all children would be learning a foreign language oh yeah whatever the most prominent foreign languages in the region of the country that they live in because it's different everywhere you go mm -hmm. and from kindergarten until fifth grade they're not writing anything they're not re they are watching kids television shows yeah because netflix especially netflix you can, you know you can watch like kids sh like malaysian you can really? learn malaysia and kids shows well i think that's all how a lot of people so like that's how we learn yeah american america is like a melting pot but i think yeah. that's how a lot of people learn english growing yeah. up if they're immigrants they watch tv well, even us, like, what, like when you're a baby, you don't know how to say anything. Like, mm -hmm. it's just all noise until you put a meaning behind it. So, like, and then you watch, like, Barney and Sesame Street or, like, Dora. And it's like, do you see the lake? 
And it's yeah. like, no, because I don't know what the fuck that means. And then they show you a lake. Yeah. And then you watch it over and over and you're like, oh, every time she says lake, she points at that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's how you learn languages from hearing it. Mm-hmm. Not from learning grammar. You right. don't learn grammar until you're like older. I don't even know. Like people fail English. Like, and it's their only language. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so it's like learning how to speak it to me is more important than learning the understand, understanding the fundamentals of the grammar. When the fuck am I going to need? I need to know where the bathroom is. Yeah. I don't need to sit here and write you an essay about the grammatical use of the past participle, which I don't even know what the fuck that is. (laughs) Où est le double WC? That's the French way to say where's the bathroom. Donde está la baño? I'm just going to go. El baño? La baño? Pee pee? Where? (laughs) Je pee pee dans mon pantalon? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I heard pants. That's what I heard. Too. I think peed my pants. Yeah, that that's what I yeah. said for sure. But I think it's I think it's funny too that you say that it, it's a good way to do it is to sit kids down in front of like a children's TV show to pick up on the language mm-hmm. because that's actually what we did in my French class. There's that's and Elena knows the story, but there's there's um there I don't know I don't think it still exists, but there's a program called Telefrancais, and it's funny too because my mom. My mom learned French. She went to, um, what's the, she went to Catholic school and French, it was a French church. And so she actually watched, I think like it telefrancais. I think she watched it like when it was new, which was obviously back in like the, I think the, hey, the late seventies. Don't age her, don't age her, don't age her. It's all right. She's young. It was back in <laughs> like the, the, back in the late seventies, early eighties. Okay. But it's funny because like I'm sitting here watching reruns of the show and that's how we're learning it because yeah. they're repeating it. Like you said, like Dora says. So for example, there's this pineapple that parachutes. This is, it's such, such a weird, I'll send you a YouTube link for it. It's <laughs> okay. hilarious. But there's this pineapple that parachutes out of an airplane with an umbrella. Like that's his parachute is the umbrella. And there's these kids and they're, they're like, un anana, which means pineapple. And it puts it up on screen and it says, un anana. And they're like, uh, ce n'est pas possible, which means it's not possible. And, and he's like, oui, je suis un anana. Oui, je suis un anana. And then there's a crow that comes in and they're like, it's not possible. And the crow's like, c'est possible, c'est possible. <laughs> so it's but really it's, like rep- repetition. But it's, it's repetition yeah. and it's like, it, it's it's a good way to, it's it, it's such a weird, oh, she's cracking yeah. up over here. It's such, I'll send you the link that because so it's, funny, it's yeah. hilarious. But that's such a good point because that's, that, I mean, yeah. granted it didn't really help me all that much because, well, I guess it did because hey, now I know still, how to. You still can speak. You just word for word said an entire skit from a TV show you watched <laughs> as a kid. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you're you know pretty what I mean? good like, at it. So, that's I mean, it, it's, it's a really smart way to, like, get kids, like. I, well, because I mean, it's, I mean, like, I always remember, like, and Amanda will know this story because this was the uh, class in college that me and Amanda walked out of because she the teacher threw something at one of the students there was one girl she couldn't say the word palabra which is word in spanish this is a grown woman woman she was 20 years old but that's a grown adult Mm -hmm. and like she couldn't say it because she'd never spoken spanish before and that's not really an easy word to say unless you know how to you've already said it right and this woman's yelling at her palabra and i'm like whoa you don't yell at a three-year-old when you ask how old they are and they say they're a tree. No, no, yeah. no. That's a tree. You're three. Oh, I'm free. We all are. 
in theory, you're three. Like, you don't yell at them. You don't slap them across the face. I said three. You repeat it over and over. Three? Three? Like, yeah, she's an adult, but she this is new to her. Yeah, it's you know like I mean? as like, if she was a kid learning yeah, something like, for the first time. A two-year-old has better speaking ability than her. Like, be patient. Like, our mouths and tongues aren't trained to move in such a way to say those words. Yeah. Especially, like, French, too. There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of accent involved in being yeah. able to, like, say the words properly. What's, like, tonal, tonal languages, like Chinese, like Mandarin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's difficult. You could easily tell someone to go fuck themselves. And all you're trying to say is, like, hi, how are you? Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I think, I think at the very least... Even if someone doesn't want to learn a language, if they ever go, if they ever travel somewhere, they should t take the effort at least 100%. at least a month in advance to learn things like thank you, please, I'm sorry, have a good day. Like, I'll never forget um, when I went to Montreal uh, two winters ago, I think. I just went up there for my 21st birthday. Or not my 21st birthday. Wow. Two winters ago was your 21st birthday? No. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure we graduated awful. the same year. I'm awful with time. <laughs> mm, I'm yeah. awful with time. It was it was for my birthday is when I went okay. up there. I don't so, know why I said um, 21st. Seven years ago, honey. Yeah, it was, was... I went seven years... No. I went... It was... I think it was two winters ago. I went oh. up for my birthday. It yeah. Three winters ago. Fuck. We've been dating for two years. It was... So, three winters ago, <laughs> I went to Montreal, and a lot of people know that, like, they're kind of, like, douchey there. Oh, yeah. Even even people in Montreal know it. Like, they they understand that they're like rude to anyone that's yeah, not they have from their Montreal. Nose up in the air. And if you don't speak French, just good luck. It's it's just miserable for you. But I'll never forget that my buddy and I got an Uber, and it was very clear that the Uber driver didn't really speak English. Mm -hmm. He may have understood a couple words, but it, it was he was definitely from somewhere that was like super French speaking, and it was very rare that English came up. And I, I could tell he was like super quiet and didn't really want to interact with us because obviously it was, there was the language barrier. Right. And that's uncomfortable for everybody. Right. But I remember when we were getting out of the car, I said to him, uh, merci beaucoup, bonjourne, which is thank you very much. Have a good day. And he lit up like he got so happy and he was like, oh, merci, toi aussi, which is thank you, you also. And I think I think it's such a big thing to like, even just to make that little effort. It's just and it's a nice not hard. Thing. No, it's, it's not. not. I always say like with every show that I watch, there's four golden words: hello, goodbye, please, and thank you. If you know how to say that in any language, like first of all, as Americans, we stand out. Oh, for they sure. know we're Americans. So like, if when you walk into a store, like I remember like kind of a similar situation when we were in Rome. Now, obviously, I don't speak Italian. My brother doesn't speak Italian. My cousin doesn't speak Italian. And we were at an Airbnb that was, like, not... It was still in the city, but not, like, in the touristy part. So we were, like, this mom-and-pop shop, right, basically? And we walked in. We were, like, you know, ciao. And they were, like, oh, like, fuck, as <laughs> Americans, right? And we were, like, oh, like, whatever. And we were, like, you know, um, not God, now I, I can't... Por favor, or whatever it is. And like literally instantly they were like, oh, like we'll help. Like, and like the guy jumped up, got, we wanted like ice cream. That was it. And we were like, oh, like ciao, ciao. And they were like, ciao, ciao. Like they came yeah. out of nowhere in this little store, like ciao. Like they were playing cards in the back and they were like, ciao, 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 ciao. And it was like, all we said was three words, two words in Italian. Yeah. It shows that you're making an effort. Because as Americans, we have that rap of like, 
we want people to speak English in our country, but we also want them to speak English in theirs. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. Like, you if you're going to their, at least try. Like, they yeah. know we don't speak many languages. Right. They're it's not a respect idiots. thing, yeah. for sure. Because, like, I don't know. If, if you're in another country and you're exchanging pleasantries with a shop owner, like... They, I, obviously there's a stereotype of Americans that yeah. you know the ignorant were rude and yeah. ignorant but if as long as you make an effort like you could sound 100% American yeah. terrible accent whatever but as long as you make an effort they're gonna appreciate that because you don't need to be fluent and well, because they're they're so expecting a bad encounter right yeah and it's like you could literally change one person's opinion just by saying bonjour right yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, to me, like, I've said it before on this podcast, I hate American accents in foreign languages. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds so stupid. Like, when you hear, like, an American speaking Spanish in American accent, it, like, por favor. Yeah. Hola, me llamo Maggie. I'm like, oh, it, ugh. Like, yeah, it's, like, not pleasant to hear. No, but at least you try. Right. Like, I mean, there are some words where you're like, oh, please. Like, I, I will say people need to stop saying quesadilla. Oh, my God. Tortilla. I want to fight them. <laughs> Throw or you, hands. Or you can say it like, uh, this This reference might go beyond you guys, but the A-Team movie, Bradley Cooper's character, he's like, oh, why don't we go get a couple of quesadillas? Oh, it's even worse. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I guess, yeah. well, there are some places that pronounce the double as a, as a ja, so I guess yeah. it's not at, but yeah, I still quesadilla. would be like, it just say quesadilla. It's really just not say hard. Just say Quesadilla. Yeah, you don't even, yeah. like don't even put a spin on it. Just quesadilla. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, and like you don't have to say Barcelona. Like, oh, you can that's say my Barcelona. favorite though. No, that's I my know. favorite though. <laughs> well, that's another thing too is every every one every different language has a different name for every country. Yeah. like it's well, like Barcelona is Catalan. Like it's like a totally different, basically yeah, a totally it's different like language. French, Arabic, and Spanish put together. Yeah. So like, and they don't even say Barcelona. No. In Catalan. In Catalan, it's Barcelona. Yeah. In Spanish, because they have that Castilian. I went over this in a whole episode. If, if the listeners have listened to that episode, I'm not going to go into it again. But they speak with... I'm going to call it a lisp. It's it's not a lisp. Yeah. Don't get mad at me. But, like, bar, it's just fun to say Barcelona. Barcelona. Like, if you go to Barcelona, you say, oh, yeah, we're in Barcelona. They're not going to be like, it's Barcelona. Like, they're not going <laughs> to yeah. yell at you. But, like, I just... I think it's Barcelona. Like... And then the whole thing was like, you can only say that if you've been Barcelona. Like, oh, it's just fun to say. Barcelona. I would that's, fight that's somebody. That's the American. <laughs> that's- hey, friend, I'm trying to get to Barcelona. I don't know why I did it in a southern accent, but. Because that's the only type of person that we call a Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let's be Precisely. honest. <laughs> there ain't no, nobody else but a deep southern person that's going to say Barcelona. Howdy there, partner. I'm looking for Barcelona. You uncultured swine. I want some like, tortillas and barcolona. I'd like a tortilla <laughs> and a cerveza. Yeah. Oh. oh me amigo. Oh my god. You guys ever seen that meme? It's like John and Kate plus eight. So Kate, I forget her last name, but it's like her. And it's, it's like a yeah, Gosselin. And it's like a picture of her smiling. It's like when white chicks go to a Mexican restaurant. And it's to say Ola. <laughs> Ola, Ola. Yeah, it's always like me, Yeah, me and Amanda always like tag each other and stuff. Where it's like, like the one girl that took one semester of Spanish, and it's like <laughs> them on like Cinco de Mayo being like, ay ay ay, and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> like Jesus oh. Christ, calm down. 
Yeah. Girls that go away for like study abroad. They're like take yes. back. So if I if I took three years of French, does that mean I'm allowed to go oh, le baguette? I think just because it's French you can. Yeah. Oui. Oui. Like the rivalry between us and the French, like I think like they shit on us, we can shit on them. Yeah. Oh, je pipi dans mon pantalon. <laughs> Parce que je suis français. Ha oh, oh. <laughs> I will say I do that so many times like when I do the French episodes and I'm like trying to go through them because like I said the French names are so hard for me to say that comes out randomly like I can't control it and I'm like oh dial it back in edit that out like yeah but yeah French French names though they're not easy to say like they're like there I remember one of the other things that we learned like we listened to music and there was an artist so his name is spelled C-O-R-N-E-I-L-L-E, which like if you took off the L-E at the end, it's Corneille, but his name's pronounced Corne, I think. I think that's how it's pronounced. I'll send you a link for that video too, because that's a great song. It's a jam. It's R&B oh, classic. Oh, the amount of music, great music I've gotten from these TV, like what is it called um, when you Shazam something? Mm-hmm. I'm like riding to work at like... 10 p.m. at night listening to German rap. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they're saying. But, it's but I'm jam. there and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even listen to rap in English. But yeah, there's a, a French actor. I had to pull it up. His name. Shit, now I just lost it. It looks like it's Gilbert. Where the hell is Gilbert. it? Gilbert. Oh, here we go. Gilbert Melky. Or yeah, Melky. So Gilbert Melky. And I'm like. I wa- Do you know how many videos I watched to make sure that I was getting it right? Because I was like, there's no way that's how it's said. Yeah. And it was like interviews of him. I don't know what the fuck they're saying. He's like, and then here he is, Zebel Merki. I'm like, okay, well, that's what I'm going with. So if anybody yells at me, I'm re- referencing this because he said his own name. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm impressed with how well you do with names because they're, they're not easy. I'm not going to lie. It's all Google Translate. If it's wrong, it's wrong. But yeah, it's but like Google to be Translate. able to like read it and hear it and then say it is a skill. If I showed you, because I write it all out phonetically, mm-hmm. like um, Sasha Pignon is literally peen. <laughs> oh, yeah. French accent. Like that's what it's say in French accent. Yeah. Like it's literally like it doesn't make sense to anybody else the way that I write these out it, phonetically. It doesn't matter as long as it makes sense to you. Like the name Oog, Oog, H U G U E S. You don't need anything else besides the U G. I was gonna say, why is the S in there? There's, yeah. there's a lot of French words that are like that. You're like, what are all these letters for? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying half of them. Yeah, it's like the word. What do they say about the word Q? It's you're just saying the first que. word and everything else Q-ui. is waiting in line. Que. So like Que-we. the letters in Q are queuing in line because you literally only need the first letter. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it doesn't make any sense, which is, that's probably a French word as well. I think it is, yeah. I think it means, I think it actually means to line up. I think it does, like, <laughs> online or something like that, yeah. Like, on a line or whatever. But it's it's crazy, like, all the inflections that they put, too, like, if, like, for names especially. Like, if you look up, like, the name Ariel or Ariel, like, as you would say in English, you have to, it's like Ariel is yeah. how you would say it in French. But you have to get that, like, but not like a full, not like a full, but like a slight. Yeah. It's like, it's like don't go all the way, like perro. Yeah. It's like perro. It's like one. Yeah. The difference between button dog, perro, or perro, perro. You know what I mean? It's like that's like when I the French last French show I did the Bonfire of Destiny. 
a good hour doing just the names like because i'm like i would i had to stop recording at one point because i was like i'm going to punch a because i can say it whispering like i'm like okay like <laughs> good and then i'm like played by and i'm like what the fuck like what is happening like well that's that's kind of why like i was like oh we'll go through the characters and then we pull up the cask and i'm like Ludivine, Sagnier, Antoine Gouy. I will say when you get it right though, like and it and it feels right, you're like, oh, yeah, oui, oui, like Clotilde Desma. I speak, I speak French, bitch. Like you literally said, Andre Flower. Like that's what you said. Soufiane Grab. That's why, like Omar Sy, was the only one that I felt confident with. Okay, so before we end this episode, is there anything you guys want to, like, like something that maybe you forgot about or that you wanted to, like, reiterate? Like, the fact, I know we said that there's a second season, so, like, that's kind of already been said. But, like, anything else, like, any loose ends that you wanted to tie up at all? Just, I would say watch the show. I, I know a lot of people have hesitations with dubbed shows, which may not be anyone in your audience, since I know you watch a lot of uh, shows from around the world, but um, I think the dubbing in this show is actually excellent. I think the voice actors did a great job, um, and I, I think it's such a great story and told in such a great way that I don't. Know, I think just, just watch it. It's, it's really good. Yeah, and I think uh, don't be afraid to watch it twice. I think like I learned so much more or recognize so many more things watching it a second time. It's one of those shows that. Um, you might miss a few things the first time that kind of lends itself to helping you understand more of the story if you watch it a second time because he is so slick in what he does and how he goes about things so you could definitely catch more things the second time around if you want it's a it's an easy watch yeah i, th- I right, thought so i would be no... sorry go, go ahead, ahead. No, i was go gonna ahead. say um i thought i was gonna be on my phone most of the time rewatching it when we sat down again this weekend to watch it but no I, I mean i watched it again it was it's just it's a really good show it's very well done i was gonna say even though you guys mentioned a lot of like what happens it doesn't ruin the show because there's so much else that happens yeah they pack a lot into five episodes like there's so much more we could talk about but obviously we want to kind of leave so we'll save that for when i have a patreon yeah, yeah. right <laughs> bonus episode someday someday yeah um but yeah, so I think um, we did talk a lot, about, a lot about what happens, but there's so much more backstory and things leading up to the things we talked about that it's well worth the watch. Yeah, I think even though we may have spoiled some things and given away a lot of story and plot, I think I think the experience of watching the show is half of half of the enjoyment yeah. as opposed to just the story. I think it's it's just think all watching him do all his cons and tricks and thievery is it's just impressive to watch it happen and unfold right like actually seeing it is important rather than just knowing what happens right Right. Mm -hmm. all right so where can they find your social media handles if you want people to follow you um you can find me on instagram at e two underscores carmela c-a-r-m-e-l-a and what about you kyle uh, so it's my first and last name with an underscore between them. That's K-Y-L-E underscore K-I-R-O-U-A-C. 
which is actually a French last name. Kerouac. Represent. Tying it all together. We. Full circle. As always, you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at OfficialHYSI. You can email me at HaveYouSeenIt1 at gmail.com. That is the number one, not the word. Thank you guys so much for joining me. This was so amazing and so much fun. Thanks oui. for having us. Then you guys you guys are definitely gonna have to do this again oh for I, sure i don't even if you guys are like i know you're coming back on no Wait. i'd love to you guys have voices for podcasts so. maybe the rain have you done yes. the rain did you do that one i have not watched it because there's some shows that when amanda was going to do the podcast with me she watched oh we should so do the was, rain yeah i know that was one of the one of the shows i can tell you right now the shows that she watched i have them on the list um she hasn't covered any of them so she Is did watch ones? the black i think she'd like I know she told me about them, so I'm sure she may have mentioned some of them to you, but Black Spot, The Forest, Border Town, Dark, The Rain, Flowers, Grand Hotel, and Bitter Daisies. We're just, we're just going to call it dibs. Dark. We're going to call it dibs on the rain. We could have all three of you. <laughs> yeah. Party. I could bring you all on. Yeah, we just, should do, um, I would love to do another one if you want. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. We should see if Rami counts. Rami? I, don't think it, I don't think it counts because no, it's, it's an American show, show, but... But it's you know about what? it's about you know. This is this is different. We could just talk shows. You know what I mean? It is shows all around the country, around all around the world. We go all around the world. We go all around. The world. What movie is that from? Oh, uh, Cheetah Girls. Cheetah Girls. Yes. <laughs> um, there's always got to be a Disney <laughs> reference. What is that from? Too too long. Cheetah Girls. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not if it doesn't come off the bat, then you don't know. <laughs> um, but we could do an American show because I've been thinking about doing one that has a foreign actor in it. Mm. Rami oh, is fantastic. You know, you know what we could, uh, you know what we could do is Letter Kenny. That's technically a Canadian. It's a show. Canadian. It show. is. I mean, I think Amanda talked about maybe doing that because she watched that too. I have not watched that. Well, show. Well, I got. I think we deserve dibs on that one because we told Amanda about that show. So she can, that have, she, can have, she can have the rain and we can have Letter Kenny. I'll write it down right now. <laughs> Letter Kenny is a, a wild ride. Kyle. I'll talk about that show for four hours. But like I said, I can't wait for you guys to come back. I don't care what show it is. You guys can literally talk about nothing, and I will sit here and listen because this was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, we would love to be back. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Go watch Lopin. Go watch it. <laughs> thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Again, thank you, Elena and Kyle, for joining me. It was so much fun. We talked for like three hours. I was able to somehow get it down to an hour and a half. I don't know how, but I was. I don't know when this episode exactly is going to come up, so I don't know what episode I'll be talking about next. But I hope you, the listeners, all stay safe and healthy, and I will see you next time. Bye.